figure, she stops playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Joe Static is back. There is no robot in his place this week. So we're ready to roll. And we're glad you can join us on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast this week. And remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. If you listen, please write a review, especially if you're new to the podcast and you really enjoy it. Those reviews always help us out on iTunes, Podbean. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification buttons wherever you're listening so you know when a new podcast drops. We drop podcasts every week. We're a weekly episodic wrestling figure podcast, and we will drop a podcast every Saturday, but the times sometimes change. So just keep that in mind. And if you do write a a review and you like the podcast, we're going to post that review on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at SQD Circle AFP and go follow us on both those accounts because we'll be posting wrestling figure photos, giveaways, fig hunt videos. We're also asking everybody to tag us on your fig hunt finds at SQD Circle AFP, and we will repost them on Twitter and Instagram. We want to let everybody know what's going on around the country and when new wrestling figures hit. So again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. And coming soon, maybe not this year, we're thinking about pushing it back to next year, but we'll see. Coming soon, we'll be launching our weekly YouTube live streams, the Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Joe, how's everything going this week? Everything's going pretty good, man. Um, getting ready for Halloween this weekend, I guess. Debating, my sister's having a uh, you know a little gathering with our family. I'm debating going as Terry Funk. I don't know yet. I might show up as the Funker. Just don't show up as Chainsaw Charlie, because if you got a pantyhose covering over your face, they may think you're going to be robbing from them or something. I don't know. They may not even recognize you in that pantyhose cover, you know? I might take two cars. I might take my car, just in case, to really get into the costume. I'm going to shit and piss my pants before I go in, and maybe bust a bottle over my head, uh, reek of booze, and then walk in. Yeah, and then you'll, you know, you'll smell delicious. <laughs> really, uh, you know, you really got to get into character with that. Of course you do, of course. And you want to be as realistic as you possible, right? I mean, you don't want to walk in there and half-ass it. <laughs> you get in there, you want to get in there, you want to go go, th- go in the right... That's what we do. We're real here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I got to get as real as I can when I walk in there. Pick a fight with somebody. We're like Enzo, you know, like the realist of the reels or whatever the hell he says, right? The I don't, I don't even, even know. know what the hell he says, but... I don't even... <laughs> 
<laughs> sometimes I sometimes I I look I, you know I follow him on Instagram. He's still entertaining. Oh, very entertaining. He's still very yeah. entertaining. He just has it. He could be doing nothing and it's still entertaining. Of course. Well, I mean, it's a, like a lot of these personalities on social media. You really watch them just to get a laugh out of them. You know, I don't take anything seriously. I don't know. Some of these guys, I just don't, I wouldn't even associate myself with probably, but you just, it's a good, it's a good laugh, right? I mean, that's the key to it all. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Takes your mind off of things, but yeah, I mean, no, Ter- Terry's a great pick for a costume. I mean, Hey, we're in the thick of it. It's Halloween today, baby. You know, we're dropping this on Saturday. Obviously we're recording it early on Tuesday, but yes, we are in the Halloween spirit and this is going to be a really fun Halloween-centric episode here on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I think we got a lot of fun things lined up for you. We do have a Halloween theme going on, so it's just going to be fun, man. You know, I think people can tune in this week and just embrace the spirit of Halloween, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Totally. And you know what I was thinking? This is just briefly off the top of my head before we get really into the thick of things. We were talking about doing these YouTube live streams, and we're starting to compile our best wrestling figures of 2020 list, right? And I know I did this today because I'm just like itching and getting your ideas about it and kind of reviewing it with you. And we really don't know the parameters right now. I think we're going to start with elites, and I think we kind of are going to have separate lists and maybe do a combo list, something like that. But maybe we should do that live on YouTube. Crack a little bit of the bubbly, baby. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Do a live YouTube stream for our listeners to end the new year. And we go over our top figures of 2020. What do you think, Joe? I think we could make some time for that maybe during the holidays. You know, we get some time off from work and whatnot, maybe. Yeah, do something fun to close out the year. I was thinking, you know, brainstorming something like that. So yeah, get some ideas brewing. We should definitely do something like that. So what we'll do is we're going to post on Instagram and Twitter. We'll, we'll create a post or something. You know, would you like to see maybe a YouTube live stream from us? You know, go follow us at YouTube, Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Very easy, small channel, some fig videos up there, you know, some unboxings and whatnot. But I just think that would be fun. You know, bring in the collecting community, bring in our friends. We'll, we'll get a date. Everybody can sit down, watch us review the figures. They can have their input. I think it would just be real fun. That's kind of our plans right now for that as we move into the holiday season. But let's get back to Halloween. Let's get back to the here and now, the start of this Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, episode 18. I want to start really quick here, Joe. I took advantage of the Pro Wrestling Tea sale. They had a... I believe it was like a 2 million shirt sold customer appreciation sale or something this week. And I actually bought some Squared Circle Action Figure podcast shirts. So we got those shirts over on Pro Wrestling Tees. Got some cool shirts, right, Joe? Yeah. All three designs are up there to purchase uh, over at our Pro Wrestling Tee store. Yeah, man. I'm still feeling that God Figs Al Snow with the head on the back. That's the one I got. So I'll be posting photos of that soon when it arrives. I got that in the MOC shirt, mint on card. I think what we'll also do is we'll we'll maybe give a a few shirts away for the holiday season. So Pro Wrestling Tees is going to have a Black Friday sale. They always do. I think we'll take advantage of that. What we'll do is we'll give some t-shirts away for the holiday, December holiday, after Black Friday. And uh, we'll do a little contest or something on Instagram or Twitter. Give some shirts away, get, get them into people's hands and go from there. 
Yeah, man, that's a great idea. Don't forget, listeners, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash SQD Circle AFP and get one of our awesome shirts today. So, Joe, I know that we usually go over some receivings, you know, during the interest of the podcast. You're pretty excited about something you recently got. And I guess this ties into Halloween because I love cages. I think they're synonymous, you know, with Halloween and, and war games and whatnot. So what did you get, my friend? Yeah. So uh, long story short, back my birthday was back July 31st of this year. And my uh, sister actually got me off um, WrestlingFigures.com, Ringside Collectibles, the uh, War Games Double Ring. So I've been waiting since July for that. I know it was, I think it was a pre-order then, but then like time went on, August, September, uh, finally October, we got a shipping notification that it was being sent out. Yeah, man, I finally got the uh, NXT Double Ring, the War Games. I like the Double Ring. I like the all black, you know, with the double cage and the white ring ropes. I thought it was really cool. I'm big into rings, so I was excited to get this. And finally, yeah, man, it finally came. That's awesome, Joe. Well, I know when we were at ToyCon New Jersey a few weeks back that you had that NXT ring, which I believe was a basic style ring with the Finn Balor exclusive figure that came with that ring. And that ring looked really cool, too. Is it similar in design, these two rings, or is it more of an elite style? I mean, can you can you let our listeners know a little bit more about the ring? The ring is, uh, it's pretty much like a, it's kind of similar to the, they're like basic kind of rings. I mean, it's like an AEW ring, kind of, you know, like kind of, it's, it's sturdy. It's uh, all black. It's got the WWE logo in the center. The ring's all black, turnbuckles, ring apron, all that. It has the NXT on the sides in white and the ring ropes are all white. And then you connect, uh, the double cage to it and it has that little gray, supposed to be like a metal centerpiece to connect both rings to keep them together. Very similar to the pay-per-view when they add it. That's awesome. And you know what's really cool about that ring? We're getting those elite Undisputed Era figures that have their War Games attire, and they're in that kind of camo motif. So that would be great. That would be perfect fit for those rings. Yeah. Display those guys in this ring. Sometimes, you know, I purchase, you know, the ring. Sometimes I don't. But this one I really like. I like the NXT rings and I like the way the cages, you know, fit around them. I think it's really, really nicely done. Yeah, it's good artwork, too, on the box. I know we're a fan of that, like ring boxes and whatnot. I have some old school ones, even from the OSFTM era, from ECW, et cetera, et cetera. I will pick up that AEW ring if it doesn't sell out from ringside collectibles. So yeah, guys, listeners, if hey, if you're into ring collecting like we are as well, head over to ringsidecollectibles.com and pick up that NXT War Games ring. And not only that, it's really a nostalgic piece, right? I mean, War Games was, I mean, it was synonymous with the fall, right? I mean, it was like the introduction of the fall. I remember it usually happened, what, in like September, right? Yeah. Something like that, August, September, right at the end of summer, Yes, yeah, September. The first one I ordered, I think, was 96, right after NWO. I think it was NWO and the Four Horsemen. They had them previous to that as well in the early 90s, I remember as well, like a lot of the Four Horsemen stuff. And, and yeah, it was just a, just a great pay-per-view. And I'm happy that they brought it back with NXT. And as you know, we're going to be discussing a little bit later in our main event, as we all know, NXT is bringing back Halloween Havoc. I should say brought back Halloween Havoc this week. 
So very excited about that too. I like when they bring the old pay-per-views back. I think it's fun. Yeah, they pretty much at this point, looks like they save them for the NXT events. Which is fine with me. Yeah, I don't complain. Would I like to see Halloween Havoc on the main stage? Yeah, that'd probably be fun. You know, get the old setting, you know, the ring, all that. But uh, it's good enough. Yeah, I think so too. So super happy to hear that you got that receiving and that you're enjoying it, man. So remember guys, Go to ringsidecollectibles.com. Get your NXT War Games ring today. Now, this is one of our favorite lines in wrestling figure collecting right now. As you all know, Legends Series 8 has hit pretty much everywhere across the country. Everybody's going crazy over this series. And most stores are also receiving their shipper displays. As everybody who follows us on Instagram knows... I'm out on the hunt all the time. I'm getting these Legends figures. I'm looking at them. I, I mean, I have multiples of Jake the Snake. I have, I have multiples of everybody now. It's, it, I'm pretty insane. I just can't get enough of these Legends figures. I am just like crazy for them for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just going crazy for them, Joe. Dude, the, I think it's the bringing back the Legend series in general, man. I think people are going a little too crazy. I seen the shipper the other day uh, at my Target, and uh, I got another white well, pre-order them. So they should be coming. You know, if you use the target red card, I think that's the key. So I'm waiting for the three to come. You know, you're sending me over the warrior. I got another Jake the other day just to have it. And yeah, man, the shipper's cool. You kind of walk past it at first. You got to like really look around. Some targets from what I've seen, it's in like weird spots, but mine was right next to the wrestling figures. Yeah, I know. The really weird thing about that shipper display, it looks great, but I know some people are getting away with taking them out of the store. I actually requested this week to take it out of two stores and they won't let me. They're saying that the store policy is because it's a licensed display piece that they have to destroy it. Yeah, I never even asked, but I always wondered how people get those out of the store. Maybe they don't ask. They just take it. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably what they do. Maybe late at night, they put it in the cart and if someone stops them like at checkout, they're just like, oh, this is just like a display piece. Yeah. Do you mind if I take it? And I, I, I just don't think a cashier is going to mind. You know, I just think it's, you know, like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, right? So I think you have to be a little nonchalant if you are looking to take some of these displays out of the stores. Even if you do the self-checkout, they probably don't even notice. No, I bet you they don't. I really do. And then going back to what you're originally saying about the Target red card, I think people don't understand that. So what Target does is for some reason, if you use a regular credit card, they continuously do a hold on it. So like when you place the pre-order, they'll put a hold on your account for the like amount. It'll go away in like three weeks and then they'll redo it and they'll go away again and then they'll redo it in another three weeks. Yeah, and what happens is with most pre-orders now, we're waiting months and months for them. So, you know, you're getting these charges go through on your credit card and any time or maybe even your debit card, any time there's a point where you may be low on money or you may have maxed your card out or something, it will cancel your order if you don't change the payment type, you know, and I know that's difficult for a lot of people. So I think your suggestion, like you said, of just using the Target red card makes perfect sense in this scenario. Yeah, I used it for the last Legends pre-order and uh, it got delivered. You know, I checked the My Orders on the Target site and it got delivered on the date it said it was going to get delivered. Um, the box was fine that it came in, you know, no damaged. Both, was it, how many did I get? I think I got three. But yeah, they were all fine. You know, they weren't damaged. The boxes were nice. I never had, yeah, I didn't have an issue last time. That's awesome. So- 
If you all don't want to hunt and you do want to get them on pre-order, that's the recommendation we have. Get the Target Red card. Why not? Just for your wrestling figures. Even if it's just for that, if you have decent credit, I'm sure they'll approve you. It's a store credit card. Just get them on the Target Red card and go go that option. You know, I was fortunate. I found everything in store. You know me, Joe. I just want to have them. You know, I don't want to wait around. I'll go to the store. I'm crazy. You know, I'm picking these things up. I got them on discount. I used that $25 off of $100 or whatever it was on my first set that were my figures. I got an amazing deal. So 15 bucks a fig or something like that. Couldn't beat that. Yeah, I got all of them. They're great. Some of them are going to be in the top 10, I believe, of this year, right? I mean, you would think, or on the notable section. So check your targets, guys. Check your targets. Yeah, they they uh, they should be there. I've, I've seen them now a couple times. Steve said that they were going to be there. You know, he said in a lot of his uh, Instagram live feeds that you should not have a problem finding legends, you know? You know what I was thinking, too, not to go off topic? When you go to the store, well, I guess it depends, but... A lot of these things, if you wait, you can find them, like the Lightning Collection, Power Rangers. Like I've been finding all four, Black Ranger. I've been finding all the sets everywhere I go. You know, for the most part, the neck of turtles, I find them every time. Even a month later, like if you rush and you're like, oh, I got, you know, going crazy, most of the time that stuff will be there. You know, I found the Punisher the other day. I found G.I. Joe, but I don't collect any of that stuff. I found the Spider Man animated series figures. I found Ghostbusters. The retros are back again. You know, you just got to be patient, man. I think you do have to be patient, but you have to be smart too. Look, I mean, I don't know. By me, it's weird. I found Retro Ghostbusters too, but it was first thing in the morning. And then the next, I guess I went back three days after that, they were all gone. Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. I think, yeah, you can find things if you wait, no problem. They're going to come back around, right? It's whether or not you want to wait or you want to even take that risk because, and we are going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but- I was having this discussion with another collector today. It's out of control. The prices and the scalping and the awareness of this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how it became so in the public eye, right? You see it a lot on the Facebook groups. You see it on Instagram, but on Facebook groups, you really got to laugh. There was one the other day. I think this one post caught everybody's eye. This guy, he went to Target. He found the warrior. He found Eddie. For some reason, he takes Parent Eddie up with the warrior. He's asking $100 for the pair. Like, who the fuck's going to pay $100 for those two figures? Joe, I have no idea. And like, you're mailing me out the warrior. There was five warriors there the other day when I went. My mom went to Target in Clifton. It's filled with warriors. Eddie's. Jake the Snake. She's sending me pictures of them. I'm like, why would you pay $100? There's five warriors. Four warriors where she is. They only took Jake. So people seen it. They just don't want the other three. Like, why would you pay $100 for that warrior? I found 10 of him already now, if you add it up. Why is the guy why is the guy even taking them? I don't know. A hundred dollars. Not include shipping, I don't think. That's the crux of it. Why is he even fucking taking them? You know, I had a situation today where I was in the store, I was at a target, and I wanted to get the display. So in the end, I didn't get the display again. Blah 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 blah. Licensing. We can't we have to we have to destroy it. Okay. But I'm sitting there waiting to see if they, because they didn't pull the display for me. It wasn't set up yet, but I I showed the woman a photo of the Jake the Snake Chase because I'm looking out for you and I'm looking out for another one of our listeners. My hobby is better than yours. Ed, he's looking for one as well. So I figure, all right, do you have this figure? 
She's in the back rummaging around for like 15 minutes. She comes out. No green, she says. No green. Could not find green. Okay, great. So I took a Jake anyway, because I'm freaking in love with the Jake the Snake. Yeah, it's a great fig. And the Target employee in electronics is taking photos of the other ones that she gave me, what I placed on the pegs. And I'm like, what the? And then he's writing in his phone. This is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Like, What the hell was he doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm assuming he's they're taking him or he's contacting someone or whatever. The more attention we draw, the worse it'll get. And you know who are the biggest players of this? And you know who I'm talking about, who brought the most attention to this collecting habit and to these collecting communities are the biggest players of them all, the biggest quote unquote influencers of them all. And I'm not going to go on a diatribe or a deep discussion about it, but it's bad for collectors. I'm sorry, it is. You know, they've inflated the prices of everything. The prices are inflated. Everything is overvalued at this point. And the people that are getting in are not going to be long-term collectors. That's just the facts. You see it a lot too. Uh, People selling their collections or when they go to you know, different shops. It's like all newer stuff. Like they completely sold all their stuff and it's new stuff too. Like they just got into it to sell, buy shit and then they're just selling it. They're not real collectors. No, they got on the hype They because they thought it was cool or because they were influenced and blah, blah. Look at the Hastel toy posts. Look at the Pandora's box posts. Come on. These people aren't in it for the long run. I'm not going to get down on someone if they need to sell their collection or something, but if you don't like collecting, don't collect. Don't get in it because of the hype. You know, again, we talk about we've been doing this for how long, Joe? Long time, man. I'm still surprised. This guy, once again, long story short, this guy in Target and works in electronics. He's very nice, very nice guy. I ask him very genuinely, you know, over the couple months, especially with the metalhead, blah, 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 NECA stuff. He knows the scalpers, man. He knows. And the scalpers come in there and he knows them all. He could tell because they're usually. Not right. You know, the scalpers are usually a little fucked up when you talk to them. You could tell something's not right with them. So he usually knows. But with me, he's like, oh, you're one of the good ones. Or he's like, you're one of the nice people. I don't know. I was just nice to him. And he usually will tell me the dates, the stuff's coming in when he gets the neck of shipment in because it's very random. And I can usually time it out right. But this guy's great, man. He doesn't go overboard. Like he, he doesn't say like, oh, here, here's the mall. I'm like, hey, did you get anything new in? And the past couple times, he'll give me like the new set, TMNT sets. What I'm thinking is, my point is, I'm surprised he doesn't take them <laughs> for himself or the people there, though. I think the people at this Target in particular, I'm not going to say which one because then people are going to go there. I think the people at this Target that work there don't give a shit. So when he sees me, he's like, hey, man, uh, I actually have a uh, shipment in the back and he'll give me the new sets without me busting his balls or anything, which I never do. And that's a nice guy. I mean, yeah, of, co- of course. Why not do that, right? I mean, and I agree with you. I think it just depends on the location, right? Look, listeners, we're not giving up our spots. Like, I know people always ask me, what ne- part of never. New Jersey are you in? Never. What part of New Jersey? I am not going to let you know or tell you what part of New Jersey I'm in, okay? I'm sorry. I'll tell you, it hit New Jersey, and that should give you hint enough that the distribution centers in this state have what you want, so do the work yourself. I know. People always do that. Uh, wh- where are you at? Or, uh, hey, what store is this? I usually put parts unknown. Parts unknown. <laughs> and look, we're doing the best to help you guys out. We are giving you the posts on Instagram and the story feeds now. 
We got GBM on with the GBM report, providing you with DPCI numbers, providing you with what's hitting in the Northeast and around the country. I mean, you got to do some work yourselves. And GBM and Joe and I cannot sell figures to you or buy you stuff. Like, I can buy certain people stuff that I know, like, are true collectors that I know that I've had conversations with, like Joe, like GBM, you know, like Ed. But I can't do it for everybody. That's my group. I'm done. (laughs) You know, I'm not a reseller, guys. You know, like, go. Go find these. The worst thing you could do is give your spot up. Yeah. And I'm not giving my spot up. I work hard. I get up early in the morning. I follow the GBM rules. And I have met great people like Joe has. I met my Star Wars friend, Billy, and we're going to be out there tomorrow. I'm going to get a fucking Santa Claus range trooper because I saw it. And why the fuck not? Right, Joe? Yeah, man. It's a Santa Claus. It's a Santa Santa Claus range. Just like last week with the Mandalorian figure. It's in the bike aisle all the way up top. Somebody threw it up there. Oh, I have seven elites at my target that are not accounted for. So they are hidden behind things. So when I do my NECA stuff this week, I'm going to have to try to find seven figures or talk to the department manager. And I'm hope that he'll clear the count out for me just so we can get Elite 79 in Target. Yeah. A lot of people hide stuff. You see shit hidden all the time. Yeah. Or stolen. It's not on the shelves and not in the back. And my manager is, he is on point, man. You know? So anyway, we went off on a real big tangent there, but just our general take on what's going on. Legends are hitting. Survivor Series is hitting. Everything's hitting. Once we get into November, I think more figures will start hitting Walmart as well, but they're out there, so go get them. So Joe, before we get into this week's edition of the Gorilla Position, I want to know some of your favorite Halloween wrestling figures. What are some of your favorite Halloween wrestling figures of all time? I know there's a ton of them, but what are some of yours? And I'll tell you some of mine. Uh, Some Halloween themed figures. I got to go with probably Papa Shango. Maybe Papa. That's a classic. I mean, he's got to be high on my list. He's got to be at least in my top five. Yeah, he's got to be for Halloween, like themed, kind of scary, especially as a kid. Maybe next up, I'll do Mankind. Love Mankind, too. Mankind characters are harsh. What do you you do it better than I do it? What's that? He's shaving his fucking holes in his head. Oh, he's stabbing himself with a freaking pen. <laughs> I'd probably do Sting, man. You got to go with the crow Sting. How many people were Sting for Halloween? Oh, my God. that was They must have sold how many masks? Those Sting Halloween masks with the thin string oh on the back? God. Oh, my God. I'll pick one more. I'll go uh, one of my favorites. One of the worst wrestlers of all time, the Boogeyman. You'll never forget the name. <laughs> that ring with the Boogeyman. I forgot the name. <laughs> I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get your ring. I love that ring. No, that boogeyman is great too. Again, that's from an era where I didn't watch wrestling, so I don't know much about the boogeyman, but he is a creepy guy from what I've seen. Oh yeah, the worms. Between the worms and the skill set, I don't know what was scarier. <laughs> Almost killing people in the ring or actually, <laughs> you know, or, yeah, no, I get you. You know what I mean? I am going to throw it out here because as a kid, I was first terrified by none other than the Phenom, the Undertaker. I mean, when you were a kid in the 90s, you saw the Undertaker, man. I got petrified. The gong. Oh, my God. Shit. And then, like, 
no matter what you hit on him, he always rose. I mean, your kid growing up in the 80s and 90s and your childhood hero Hulk Hogan is literally getting demolished by The Undertaker. Like it's it, it was surreal. You know, I mean, the guy had a presence and again, he's a phenom. And I think growing up, he just transcends everybody here. And I I did, I should have probably listed him as last, but you know, I think I'll start off with the under because he's just incredible. Yeah. So uh, next, again, being a kid, WCW, late eighties, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, in last week's main event, reviewed the Halloween Havoc 1993 match, spin the wheel, make the deal versus Cactus Jack. And this man, Big Van Vader. Oh. And when he came out with the Mastodon helmet. Oh, the helmet. Oh, man. The helmet was fucking scary. The thing spit out smoke. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know what the fuck to think when you were a kid, man. You're like, what the hell is this? I know. Again, that first wrestling figure of him was the WCW OSFTM figure that we talk about. Well, at least released in the US. He had some Japanese stuff prior to that, but that's the first wrestling figure of his. And I mean, it was an insta buy for me. You know, I mean, it's just like one of the classics of all time. Oh, yeah. I was excited when he came in the Series 2 Bone Crunchers. That always stood out to me. I loved him there, and he came with that two-pack with Shawn Michaels as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even even the Bendys. Um, the Bendys I love, too. The Bendoms Vader was really cool. That would have to be one of my second favorites. I'm going to round it out here probably with two more. The first one being the second brother of Destruction, Kane. Oh, yeah. I mean, flames coming out of the ring posts. It was terrifying when he first came. Yeah, even when he would come down to the ring after that, they'd keep the lights red. Back then, you're like, oh, shit. You know, whoever he was in the ring with, you were like terrified. You know, it was like all red. He's gigantic. His tombstone sucked. But other than that, his tombstone was pure shit. But other than that, he was scary. Very scary. I mean, he had the flame match. Do you remember when they had the freaking fire around the ring? The Inferno match. They brought that back 2013 with Bray. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know that they did. I didn't even watch wrestling, I don't think. In Dude, if, if you want to go back, SummerSlam 2013 was fucking great, man. It was one of the best ones. I'll definitely check it out. Listeners, check it out. But yeah, when he had that match with The Undertaker, the Inferno match. Oh, my God. With the flames? Oh, God. I don't know how they didn't die. Every time they hit the mat, the flames would shoot up. I know. Imagine how hot the ring might... I'm, that's a fucking fire hazard. <laughs> I mean... They would never be allowed to do that today. (laughs) One wrong move and you're getting your fucking skin burned off. Skin burned everything. Oh, my God. The ropes are probably hot, too. I'm surprised they didn't fucking melt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just a classic one. And, you know, going back to his first BCA figure. Oh, man, I love that. I love that one. They had the Slammers version of it and whatnot. I mean, it's just a classic fig when you're growing up. And again, like you said, to to portray something that's so evil and sinister. He had a, I don't know if it was an exclusive was it the ringside exclusive with the removable mask? Got the towel that you could put on his head as well when you once you remove the mask, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, the towel. I like that one. And I like the Elite Kane. I forgot which one it was, but he comes with that like metal helmet. I do remember that. Yes, yes. That is a really good one. Hey, I just got the Survivor Series Kane for 2001 from the Survivor Series. I think that's a really solid fig in that assortment that just was released by Mattel. So, I mean, that's a really good one, too. You know what's an underrated one? I have it. The Fig Arts Kane. 
That one's fucking great, man. Yeah, out of all those figure arts, I'm not a big fan of pretty much any of them, but that Kane is an incredible figure. The Kane and Taker, oh, they're they're so they're so well done. They, I agree with you. They're perfect. I don't personally have them, but we've talked about it. I kind of regret not getting them when they were on sale at Ringside Collectibles last year, but we'll see. Maybe they'll they'll go back on sale this year if they have any stock remaining. But no, these are perfect picks. My last one, as we round this favorite. Halloween-themed wrestling figures, the scariest, the creepiest, maybe the little bizarre, would have to be, of course, everybody's most creepy kind of character that you can think of, especially when you're a little kid, a clown. And boy, Doink was a fucking creep. When he first came, you're like, is, is there something wrong with him? Did he escape out of an asylum? You know, you just, I, when I was a kid, I just had all these wrong thoughts about him. I did too. You didn't know, right? I mean, it was in with the laugh and the menacing laughs and stuff. And it's just, it was all over the place, right? Yeah, it was. Especially when he was in that evil character, evil doing character. And come on, some of the classics, his Hasbro is just such a classic figure. Speaking of last week's episode, that's one I would want to get on card. In my picks, you know, as far as Hasbro men on card, I got to get that doink on card, man. That's just nice. I love the purple on that. Yeah, with the purple card back. And you almost say we were at English Town this summer. Almost. We, fa- we found a good one. You almost you almost pulled the trigger on that one. He's but like uh, 6000 $6,000, baby. <laughs> I love the classic superstars ones, too. We did a little trade. Yeah. I believe it was an evil doink that you traded. Yeah, I gave you the... Uh, yeah, we traded for the evil one. Yeah, because there's two versions of that. There's one with the jacket and then one without, I believe. I remember it was a little like, convenience store. Or it was a... a- I forgot which store it was. It was like, uh, I can't even remember. But anyway, I got the, uh, I love the Doink Bendems. When I got that, I was like so excited for some reason. Dude, I still have my Doink Bendem. <laughs> now that's during his obviously face run. Yeah, when I found Doink that, Bendem. oh my God. I-, I was so excited. That whole first series of Bendems is incredible. Diesel, Brett, I believe Doink's in the first one, right? Razor. Yeah, he's in one of the, f- I, if, it's, if it's not the first or second series. Yeah, he's he's in one of the first ones though. And I loved how they had the little autographs on the back. Yeah, you're right. Doink was in with Diesel, Brett, Luger, and Razor. Yeah, series one. Yeah, he was right in there. I have that whole series from when I was a kid. Never got rid of him. Well, that's it. That rounds it out. That's our favorite Halloween-themed wrestling figures. I think we had some good ones. So go over to our Instagram and Twitter pages at SQD Circle AFP, and let us know what you think. What are your favorite Halloween-themed wrestling figures or just even characters? What were you frightened by when you were a kid? Then, now, and forever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So let us know at SQD Circle AFP. And Joe, let's head in to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. I can feel electricity in the air. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. And this week, we will be reviewing and providing our position on Mattel's WWE Elite Series 81. Joe, we're so lucky. We're an 81. So this is new packaging design. This is I'm going to consider this as 2021 releases due to the new packaging design. 
We just got images, mint on card prototype images from Ringside Collectibles this week. And Joe, what do you think about the series? I mean, I, I'm a little bit, eh, you know? Yeah, I, uh... You know, we brought this up on a couple, you know, you listen to our past episodes and we've reviewed in the Gorilla Position past series, which I like doing. So right off the bat, if there's one figure I got to get out of the six, without a doubt, it is the stunning Steve Austin figure. It comes with that sweet WCW tag title. You got the old school Steve Austin on the front, man. That pops right out the gate, I should say, um, out of the six. You know, I'll start there. That's Steve Austin, Will, man. It's pretty sick. I personally would like to see just a better photo of it. First, I want to just start off is this set. They look kind of photoshopped, some of the some of the faces on this and stuff. So I don't know what's going on with these images, but I really can't give an honest assessment. But I do agree with you. The figure looks really great. I love the old school image of Austin on the front of the box. Looks great. I can't really see his face too well. I don't want to pass judgment on it, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. The face, uh, I think the face from what I can tell, the face looks pretty good. You know, I'm zooming in on it right now. But I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Going back to what you said, I do like the new packaging. I like the white and red. I think the white makes the, the packages pop. The certified authentic, I could do without. I don't really know why that's there. The TrueFX lifelike details they added on that, that probably could be taken out too. I don't really like the extra stuff on the box. I think it covers it up a little too much. I agree. So moving just to the new packaging design for 2021 for the Mattel... WWE Elite figure assortments. Yeah, that certified authentic did not need to be there. That is a major no-no for me. Now, I don't know if it was because of the AEW situation that they wanted to make sure that's right in your face, but man, that is just a... Oh, God. I don't know. I just don't want it there at all. I don't, I don't want it there. And I know what TrueFX is. I don't need that extra little piece there either. No, and I don't know why they keep doing that. So if you remember back, I believe in 2019, so it was 2019, they had the TrueFX sticker like that on the actual bubble. For 2020, they moved it off the bubble not a sticker or a cardboard piece. And they actually had it printed on the front of the angle package, which I thought was a good placement. For yeah. It. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And it makes no sense to have two pieces if you could just print it on what your packaging is going to be. So again, like you said, this is just too busy. It's just too much on there. It's too much. It's too busy. I wanted to ask you too, Will, do you see um, going over to Montez Ford? His like midsection, does that look weird to you? Like the like ab piece? It does. And and look, I again, as we speak about these quote unquote prototype images, right? I don't know, Joe. I need to see actual in-hand pieces. Even you look at the Angelo Dawkins, it just looks a little off. It looks a little doctored in places. It look you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just looks odd. And yes, his midsection does look almost split up, which is weird. There's too much black space in it. I do I do like the Bel Air though. I think the Bel Air looks good. I think the color on that was a good choice. Yeah, I like the Bel Air. I don't like her face skin at all. I don't think it looks like face looks weird. Looks weird. It looks off. Does a little bit. It doesn't look as good as her basic figure. I was just thinking that the basic. But again, I don't know if it's these. I don't know. Is this, yeah, is this photoshopped? Is this like the actual final package shots? I I don't know, man. 
You know, they are listing these as prototype images. Yeah. So it's like give or take, you know, might be, might not be. This is what it might look like. Real quick, too, as far as the set goes, the Nakamura in black, the chase variant they have, I think it actually looks kind of cool. You read my mind. You read my mind. I haven't bought a Nakamura figure since the uh, Ultimate Edition, which was kind of forced because it was like there. But the one in black with the red with the IC title, I think that looks pretty damn good. I agree with you. I think it looks great. This is going to be my sleeper of the set, I was going to say, with the deep V and the new look, his SmackDown look. You get that new IC title. If I find this chase in stores, I'm picking it up. Yeah, same here. Like you said, uh, that's a great word for it. It's a sleeper. And the Mae Young is kind of forgotten about. I'm not really thinking about this figure at all. This figure is going to go on sale. (laughs) uh, You know, I'll give it a look right now, to be honest, because we're covering the set here. The crown looks cool. I do like the red. The wrestling boots look pretty good. For a Mae Young wrestling figure, it's not bad at all. It's just something I don't really need. I agree. I will get it if it's cheap or it goes on sale. I am not going to pre-order this May Young figure. Be smart, collectors. Be smart, listeners. If you do want this May Young figure, just let it sit. You know, be patient. As we started this podcast, we always say patience pays off. Patience pays off. And whether it's Joe talking about, you know, just waiting, you don't have to be there, get the things first, they'll come up. Or if it's this situation where, you know, you're, eh, well, do I really need a Mae Young? Not really. But would I take her if it was discounted? Of course I would. You know, I'm not going to pass it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the listeners too. just going over the set, you got the uh, Street Profits, you got Bianca Belair, two versions of Nakamura, the Stunning Steve. I don't even want to talk about The Rock and Mae Young. So that's the full set of 81. If I had to pick my top figure in the set, I would probably go with the Stunning Steve. My least favorite figure in the set, obviously, is The Rock. I don't know what the hell that is. And I am a big, uh, I do like the Street Profits. I'm glad they chose them in the red attire. I think that looks great. I like Bianca Belair's attire as well. The face looks a little off, but, um, you know, like you said, we'll, we'll wait and see the uh, images there. And the uh, Nakamura is definitely the sleeper of the set, but I do like the attire on that one. I don't have anything else to say about it. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think The Rock is just an odd choice. I don't know why we need this figure. You know what? The Rock figure is obviously, you're like, oh God, when you see them. The Rock figure in the Royal Rumble set at the beginning of the year, I liked that one. But the Royal Rumble set, I was going to leave it. But then when I seen it in person, I was like, oh, this is great. Rounds out the set of the four. I think it's a good version of The Rock. This one, what is this? I don't know, Joe. Least favorite of the set, agreed. Let's just put it to you this way. Those lay in the SmackDown collector's edition figures, I think are like 10 bucks right now in Walmart. I figure this is going to be the same here. (laughs) Really, unless he's involved in that Roman Reigns storyline, I don't see this selling. You know, and that's the only way this figure sells if he starts getting involved in a WrestleMania build with Roman Reigns. And how soon are they going to do that? Yeah, you'll definitely be able to find these in stores. Like the other day with Elite 78, I was able to find the whole set, even though I just mainly wanted Riddle, which I had. So, yeah, I think a lot of these sets coming out, 79, 80, 81, you're going to be able to find in your uh, local stores. 
I agree too. They are not underproducing these figures. And yeah, with that said, again, I agree. I think the sleepers, the Nakamura, I have the stunning Steve on pre-order from Ringside Collectibles. I'll, I'll probably pick up another one when I find them in the store. I will probably personally just pass on the Street Profits. I think they're great, but I'm not attached to them. I will get the Bianca if the face looks good. If it doesn't, I'll just stick with her basic. And that's it. Overall, the set's good. I think it's a really strong introduction for 2021. What would you give it uh, as like a grade? I give this like a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven out of 10. Seven out of 10. I was I- thinking more like letter grade. I'd give this like a C plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not a number grade. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a B. Maybe. Yeah. I'm right there, C+. And nothing wows me about this stuff, except for the stunning Steve. And you know, Bill McKenna is a, I don't want to use the worm, but he is a slut for Nakamura. So, I mean, again, that chase variant. The chase looks fucking good. Oh my God. He's just going to keep producing these figures and they're not going to sell. They never do. It's Nakamura. He's not involved in a main storyline. And it just is what it is, unfortunately. But with that said, yeah, C plus. I'm right there with you. A seven, I would say, maybe like a you know, a, yeah, seven, six, seven out of ten, and that's it. So that's kind of our position, guys. As we move into 2021, we really don't like the packaging. Mint on card collectors. Hashtag moc. Hashtag moc for life collectors. Just got one up the rear again. What else is new in this day and age? And it's unfortunate that we got to live with a certified, authentic, fucking garbage. I don't know what on the front of my goddamn wrestling figure boxes. Hey, I'm trying not to think about it because it's going to annoy the hell out of me. Oh, all fucking year, Joe. All fucking it's starting to bother year. me right now. And I just like, I don't want to go into a diatribe about it. I understand we're in the minority now. Remember when mint on card collectors used to be the majority before this whole nonsense began? I know. Nonsense. Take things out. Take things out. Take things out. <laughs> well, you got the photography, man. Things have changed now. Ugh. You got to set up your uh, your arenas and your uh, matches. Is this really influencing anybody? Like I said before, if I started doing that, I'd be, uh, I don't know if I'd be doing the show anymore unless I can, the Starbucks is open this late, <laughs> you know? Yeah, all right, yeah. You'd be popping up at a Wi-Fi hotspot, you know. I'd have nowhere <laughs> Running, to, I'd have nowhere to live. Nowhere to live. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd be sleeping in your car and popping up at the Wi-Fi hotspot at the fucking Starbucks at 24/7. If I had like a family gathering or like a party for the holidays, I'd be like nobody go downstairs. They're going to be like, "Why?" I'm like, "Do not go downstairs in my room." But here's the crux of it all, Joe. Do the metrics, does the research, does the data say that if you see these setups in this photography, it's going to make you want to buy the product even more? I don't think so. No, that doesn't even cross my mind. Doesn't even cross my mind. What crosses my mind is partly because I'm part of I'm partly a prick is these people have too much time on their hands. That's what I think. I'm like, how do you recreate an arena? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I, I where's the credibility, right? Like what, what makes you credible? Cause you took some action shots getting back to the original discussion as well. It's not influencing. You know what influences people ringside collectibles, right? Exactly. They're an online retailer. They provide actual detailed images of what they're selling. 
both in and out of the packaging. They provide videos that are professionally done of their products, and then you can purchase them off their website. That's what's influencing people. This fucktoid taking stupid shots and all this garbage is not influencing anybody. And these companies have to realize that, man. You know, they cater to this niche so much. It's starting to get frustrating now. And I think that we are a part of this community that their voice isn't being heard in certain ways like this. This is like a slap in the face. This is like an FU. This packaging design is an FU to mid on card collectors. It's not appealing at all. It's fucking busy. It looks like shit. (laughs) That's the bottom line because the squared circle action figure podcast said so, baby. Hey, man, you know, we've said from the beginning, we're going to say how it is. And that's just the way it is. If if you're going to get butt hurt, then uh, that's okay. Go go elsewhere. Start working for Figures Toy Company. Anyway, we're not going to even go there. Dude, somebody, it's just going to be funny to say. Every time somebody posts an FTC figure, every comment is bad. And then uh, people are like, I got blocked. Or someone's like, yesterday, some guy's like, oh, some guy's Sean something. He's like, oh my God, I just checked on block two. I'm like, yes, you will be blocked. Yeah, you're going to be blocked. It's that simple because, yeah, anything constructive or negative about their product, which is rightfully constructive and negative, they don't want to hear because, again, they have the blinders on. They just are going to continue doing what they do and catering to whatever audience they're catering to, which I guess is out there. I guess people buy this stuff from them. I am an educated, rational individual, and I'm not going to purchase garbage. And that's it. <laughs> that's it's that simple. The quality of the product needs to be there. It's all about quality, not quantity. I just, I never went to business school, but I don't understand. You put the blinders on, you half-ass, it's not even half-assed. You just throw some parts together and you put the figure out. You don't announce it's out. You just put it out because you have to, and so be it. Not a, not a good business strategy. You released the Kenny Omega figure finally, and it's $150 or something? Yeah, not a good business strategy in my eyes. I went to business school, so I think I know a little bit about this. Yeah, you just kind of do what you want. You just put the figures out, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's some people just, I, I, I don't know. There, you know what? We live in a society of mediocrity these days, and that's the problem. That's why you have people defending the WWE programming on Monday nights, week after week. I, I, di- I didn't even watch it uh, Monday. We are a society content on mediocrity, and it, it's terrible. And we can't criticize anything anymore, and we can't be negative about anything anymore. And it has to be all PG and, and roses and teddy bears and all this shit and it's a bunch of garbage and i hope it starts (laughs) to change we want to be at least voices for people within the community that feel the same way we do so anyway that is a long position not only on mattel wwe elite 81 but on a lot of things that surround it and don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. And welcome to this week's Oh My God! Figure of the Week. Joe, it's Halloween. We're getting ready. We said that this is going to be a Halloween-themed episode. 
And what better figure for the 2020 edition of the Oh My God Figure of the Week segment to discuss on Halloween other than the Alistair Black from Mattel WWE Elite Series 73. What a ridiculously awesome figure, Joe. This year, obviously, uh, was pretty shitty. But this figure is definitely forgotten about. You talk about a sleeper figure of the year. This definitely fits the mold here. I mean, this figure you couldn't find in stores. This set actually flew through the stores pretty damn quick anyway. I was able... I got Alistair Black. I was lucky enough to get it last year for Christmas. And I did see it in Target right before New Year's, but that was it. After that, it was gone. It's one of the best figures to come out this year, and it's totally forgotten about. It is. I am so surprised that I never saw this at retail. There was not one instance I saw it. I did see other figures from Elite 73. I really think this got lost in the shuffle because, like you said, it's technically a 2020 release, but I guess inventory for 2019 was very low and they pushed out a lot of the 2020 figures. It was like the tail end, man. I want to say it was the day before New Year's. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve, I seen it in Target because I was there returning some stuff. But other than that, it's just an incredible figure, man. I mean, the color changed just going into the figure a little bit. You know, just that gray, just that gray alone, you know, changes from his NXT TakeOver figure, which was fantastic as well. But, dude, we got to talk about this jacket. The jacket. Oh, my God. How has nobody talked about this figure all year long? I don't know, Joe. I'm just baffled by it because, like you said, if you're talking about attires, you're talking about wrestling figure attires, and you're talking about jackets or cloth goods versus molded, this is a situation where... A molded detail jacket makes perfect sense and was executed to perfection. It might be the best part about the figure is this jacket. I agree. I think it is. So this was taken from Alistair Black's match versus Johnny Gargano. NXT TakeOver War Games, as we were previously discussing. Love War Games. That was a great match. Love that ring. You just got that ring, as you were saying earlier in the episode. Yep. This week's episode. I agree. This jacket is probably the highlight of this figure. But in addition to that, I do agree with you. That little bit of gray in this attire makes this figure pop. I love the two-tone on it, where the one side is black, the other side's gray. I mean, even look at the molded detail on the left boot of his. Oh, It's amazing. The detail on that, even the little, like that copper on the gray boot, just the outline of it too. I mean, that adds a lot to it as well. I agree. It adds a lot to it. And then, as we know with all Alistair Black figures, the tattoo deco on this is wow. (laughs) I mean, how can't you be talking about this figure as top 10 of 2020? If you look at the images with the jacket off and you zoom in on them and you look at all the detail, oh man, it's just, you know, it's just perfect almost. 
it's it, it was really it's really well executed. It's a perfect figure, Joe, and you're right. And what I love about the tattoo deco on this figure in particular is the amount of color that was used. The color really pops, especially that that uh, tattoo on his chest. Oh man, dude! The color on that, the sleeve. Woo! Swing it around to the back. Oh, the back. Oh, my God. Now, listeners, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, people aren't talking about it because it's a figure that came out in 2019. Oh, God. You know that's what we're going to hear, Joe. This isn't a 20, 2020 figure. This technically came out in uh, my shut up. Yeah. They're, ta- they're, they're talking to the two wrong guys about that. Oh, God. I want to just uh, fucking shut the hell up. And look. The way we do things here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is it's not when the figure was able to be purchased at retail or at ringside collectibles or online or anything like that. We go on a fiscal year of Mattel, their intended releases for the year. This is for 2020. This starts and begins with, I believe, Elite 72 and ends with Elite 80. Okay. That's it, guys. It's that fucking simple. So, wonderful figure. I don't know if there's anything more to add. I mean, his face scan's spot on, too. Yeah, I left the face scan out. There's nothing to say about it. I'm, co- I'm comparing it a little bit to the... Because I love that takeover figure, too. It's like an upgrade. It's an upgrade from that takeover figure. There is nothing wrong with that takeover figure. I think if you want a little bit more of a toned-down Alistair Black, this is the figure for you. That takeover figure is a classic. and. You know how much we love the packaging on those takeover figures. Uh, the packaging's one of my favorites. That's it. That's why we had to include this figure as an oh my God figure of 2020. And when we announce our top figures of 2020, this is definitely going to be on the list. You got beautifully, highly detailed sculpted jacket. You have... Beautiful, beautiful tattoo deco with detailed coloring. You have two-way coloring on the tights and on the boots. And you have one of the most mysterious professional wrestlers to ever grace the squared circle. And these are all the reasons why this is an... Oh my God, figure of the week. All right, Joe. Welcome to this week's edition of The Missing Link, where we try... To fill in the missing pieces of our wrestling figure collections. And we need to tell Mattel that we deserve these figures. Or maybe Jazzwares in some cases. And Joe, I know you deserve it. I know I deserve it. I know the wrestling figure collectors deserve it. What is your pick for this week's Missing Link? My pick this week, Will, I'm staying in the Attitude Era. Like my pick last week, I decided to stay in this era. And I am going with none other than himself, the Big Valboski, 
Val Venus. Give me Val. I got no problem with the big Val Boski. Hello, virgins. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Former Intercontinental Champion, former European Champion, former Tag Champion. A lot of people forget that about him. You know what's an interesting fact, fun fact about Val that most people don't know? When he wrestled in the beginning of his wrestling career, it's a fun fact. I think a lot of people might uh, be interested in this if they like Val Venus. He was the first non-Mexican CMLL World Heavyweight Champion when he was under the mask name Steel. Kind of cool to start his uh, you know, wrestling venture. Yeah, I did not know that. And that's a very cool tidbit for our listeners. But yeah, I think, you know, if you can do a lot of their, maybe not the Legends line, but, you know, they came out with, you know, guys here or there. Like I mentioned last week with Al Snow, I think Val Venus is in that same vein. I think he would be cool to get in Mattel form. You know, you can do the classic, you know, 1998, 99 Val with the hair, the towel. You know, it could be, a, it's a pretty standard kind of figure, kind of like, you know, the Red Rooster when he came out and that kind of era packaging was playing just the wrestler. Even if they gave us that version of Val playing, you know, that'd be great, man. I would love to add that to the collection as far as the Attitude Era goes. Yeah, I think it's a very, very smart decision. Like you said, new head sculpt kind of with the wet hair, you throw in a towel, you throw in him there with possibly even an IC title, and then you give him his classic purple trunks. That's all you need, right? Yeah, I mean, that's really all you need. Yeah, I don't think you need to go crazy with this figure. It could be very simple. It could be placed in a main elite line, possibly, maybe even as a collector's edition figure or a chase or something like that. Well, not a chase, obviously, because you didn't you wouldn't want to create two figures of him, but you know what I'm saying. Hello. Hello, ladies. Yeah. I love it. You know, and I think I don't know what his current contract status is with the WWE. I don't know if Mattel doesn't want to make him because he's not under a WWE Legends deal, maybe because of the the character, but I mean we got a godfather and he's talking about pimping out hoes and stuff. So I you know, who the hell knows what the reasons are why we don't have the big Valboski in in our Mattel Elite collection, but hopefully sometime soon. You know what's funny? I think they got this from the WWF magazine back in the day. They have a Val Venus personality profile. I'm just going to read, you know, it's like favorite band, favorite thrill, favorite song. Um, You might laugh at this, Will. Val Venus's secret talent is carrying a dozen donuts with no hands. (laughs) What? Did you talk to him about this when you met him at Pandora's box and that autograph signing with Doink? I should have said your favorite video game is I don't play with joysticks. <laughs> no, at uh, Pandora's, he was very nice. I should have got his autograph. I didn't bring anything with me to get his autograph. I kind of felt bad. He was very nice. He was just talking. You know, you heard him talk about his family and that, whatnot. I mean, he's almost he's like 50 years old now. He's a lot calmer than he used to be. Probably put on another 100 pounds and then he looked he looked pretty good. He's got those medical marijuana dispensaries throughout the country. You know what kind of sucked? He was dressed in his fucking right to censor outfit. I'm like, dude, I hate right to censor, man. What what else was he going to dress up as, you know? Well, he's not coming in with a towel. <laughs> yeah, He's like, here you go. Hello, 50-year-old. He's like, here's a 50-year-old cock. Oh, God. No, so yeah, he had the right to censor outfit on. I'm like, dude, that was the worst thing ever. Like, I didn't want to tell him. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I already, I already looked fucking weird there. 
So I didn't want to add no, on to yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't want to. You don't want to make him more uncomfortable, right? He's probably like, "What the fuck am I doing in Bumblefuck, New Jersey, with nobody here?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, Mister Doy, can I get your autograph, please? I'm 40 years old." <laughs> He's like, "Get the hey, fuck out of here, you freak!" It's your childhood hero, man. I mean, what? What? You know? I mean, I'll call myself a freak. He's sitting there with clown He's makeup so- <laughs> on. And in COVID, they're not wearing masks for some reason. I was thinking about oh, that because de- Demolition signed this past weekend and they both had masks on, no makeup, which I was like, ah, that kind of sucks. But they didn't want to put the makeup on with the masks. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Doik was like, fuck it. No mask, nothing. Why Why do we need a mask now? We don't. Uh, anyway. Well, I do like the pick this week, Joe. I think it's an incredible brick. Val's great. I love those little, like you said, WWF magazine kind of bios or whatnot or question answering question sessions i thought they were always ridiculous i mean those are completely made up like they didn't ask val anything but i loved being a kid thinking that they did you know what i'm saying like there's no way that val answered those questions that was just like vince russo writing some shit down you know like but anyway yeah favorite favorite fast food i usually like to eat in Yeah, that's that's a writer with nothing with nothing to go on right there. You know, like that's just like, oh, fuck, I got to get I got to get this published. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, when I was a kid, he was uh, I liked him with the IC title, man. You know, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, Yeah. I mean, who didn't like a be freaking ran around with a bunch of women? He was basically him and Godfather should have had a tag team. I think they did for a little bit. Right. I mean, like they were together in some capacity. Right. And honestly, his finisher was great. He hit that splash really well. What was it called? The bunny shot, whatever. That that was yeah. great, man. That was a great finisher. Yeah. And even when I know he's from Canada, when he tagged with Lance Storm and they were the tag team champions, it's underrated tag Very team. Very underrated tag team. And yeah, yeah, they were a good I team. I agree with you. I think um, he's just an iconic character. He's a character during the time, especially I want to say 96 to 99. You didn't need to do much with him, but he was relevant. Everybody remembers him. Everybody had a T-shirt of his. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the music. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, the music, everything put together. He's memorable, and that's why you have action figures made of these people, because they're nostalgic. So, Mattel, get to work. Anyway, I got a pick for you, Joe. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what you're picking here. Well, I'm going to play a little, a little football music for you. Slobberknocker, baby. My pick, as you heard from that music listeners, is good old Jim Ross. We need, before this old man goes six feet under, we need (laughs) a updated Jim Ross commentator figure by Jazzwares All Elite Wrestling Unrivaled Collection. You know, I see a lot of people posting online, oh, you should do Stadium Stampede. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. Oh, we we need the dinner debonair. Oh, we need this. Can we just get some real figures first? God, guys. I mean, can you give me this? I'm like, no, no, I don't want any of that crap. Give me uh, the van. I don't want that shit. All I want is a roster of regular figures. 
that are readily available for me to purchase, right? And I want JR as one of them because he is a legend. Yeah, it's like when they say that stuff, I'm just like, AEW sometimes with the fans, they're just so corny. They're corny. They're corn dogs. They're so fucking corny. Oh man. my like, God. No. They're little marks. I swear to God. These these freaking, I guess they're kids in their 20s. I feel something. like, I'm like, should I even be watching this? Like sometimes, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, stop. Overall, I love the show as a whole. It's entertaining. I liked the dinner segment. I liked the stadium stampede. I was thoroughly entertained. But in wrestling figure form, if you're launching a line, give me that shit two years from now. Give me it three years from now where, you know, I can relate back to it. Let it sit a little bit. I don't need it right away. What I need right away is Jurassic Express. I need you know, some main guys. I need some women. I need a Britt Baker figure, right? I need a Jim Ross, possibly, you know, an Arn Anderson, you know, like. Yeah. What What about, um, shit, you know what's sad? I don't even remember the first woman's champion's name because they she's completely gone. Yeah. What? I mean, we don't need her. <laughs> um, no, nah, but what the hell was her name? She faced Nyla Rose for the women's title. Jesus, man, I do not even remember her name. Since she since she lost the belt, she's been gone, and that's it. She's done. Well, I mean, the COVID thing happened after that too, so I think that had to play into it a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever, does it really matter? I mean, yes, we need women. We need Isla Rose. We need women that are on the show and that are going to continue to be on the show, like Britt Baker, Nyla Rose. Give me Big Swole, man. Give yeah, me the Swole. Swole, why not? But my pick this week: Jeremy, Gregory, Magic. Kevin, if you're all you guys are listening, we need a JR. We're long overdue. The last JR figure we had from Mattel was eons ago. It was part of a build a figure pack. I never got the build a figure from that a series. I believe it was like during the Blue Box series, and it was a pay per view Toys R Us exclusive series. So we're talking about like, dude, I don't even know when. But it was eons ago. We never got a follow up figure, right? He was never released by himself to my knowledge. So I'd like an updated uh, AEW Jazzers with the new kind of articulation and everything they do. I, I think it would be phenomenal. And the, cla- the classic superstars figure, which no one ever talks about. Yeah, well, that classic superstars figure is just so wonky in the torso and everything. I mean, it's all right. You know, I wouldn't say it's the best. It's been a very long time since that Build-A-Figure. And I'm not going to spend upwards of like $500 for a Jim Ross figure now oh, no to way. get that Build-A-Figure going. I think it's time. You got to do something different with the line, guys. Dinner debonair is not it. Fans for moms isn't it. Giving me a JR figure, a proper JR figure, that's it. That's money right there. Yeah, I I would go for that. That's my pick on this week's Missing Link. And listeners, let us know what your missing links are in your collection. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. And we're going to have a missing link post this week. And let us know. Comment on the post on Instagram and Twitter. What do you want to see in your collection that completes the missing link? Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you 
the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! And welcome to this week's main event, Joe. Wow, what a great episode. It's Halloween. We've had a Halloween-themed episode of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And what better way to end it than to feature the WCW Halloween Havoc pay-per-view? Two weeks in a row, we're going to take a look at a real crazy match from WCW Halloween Havoc 1991. We are going to be reviewing... The Chamber of Horrors. So you win the match by electrocuting your opponent. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so we have, just real quick, the, the match. We have Sting, the Steiner Brothers, and El Gigante, one of the biggest and worst wrestlers ever, facing Cactus Jack, Big Van Vader, Abdullah the Butcher and the Diamond Stud. <laughs> and the referees were in the camera. Yes, we will get into it as the match progresses. They have a name for this special referee camera, which, which is ridiculous. And boy, is this match scary. <laughs> it's a short match. It's about 13 minutes or so. We're going to start from the introduction. This is a watch along. So if you're listening to us, you can actually sync up what we're saying with the actual pay-per-view match. We'll give you the timestamp of where we're starting, and you can watch along and listen to us commentate about the match, talk a little bit about wrestling figures, maybe some of the best figures that represent some of the wrestlers in this match, which there's a ton of them. I mean, this brings me back to WCW Galoob, baby. The El Gigante had that uh, bendy. Yeah. No, he had the Galoob UK edition too, in a very similar attire. You know, he had these big knee pads in this match. So we'll get into a little bit of as we go along. And some quick information about this pay-per-view. This was on October 27, 1991, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So you were looking at the 29th anniversary this week. Actually, the day we're recording this podcast, the 29th anniversary to the day of us recording this podcast. And it's dropping on Halloween, which is very exciting. There's actually a lot of people at this pay-per-view, Joe. 8,900 people. Pretty big pay-per-view attendance uh, for a 91 Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I feel like that was always one of their best pay-per-views. Good quality matches. And again, being a kid, I love the theme stuff. We're joking around about it and having a good laugh now about electrocuting people because yeah, it's ridiculous. But I ate this shit up when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I look forward to the Halloween Havocs. Always. The set design, the gimmick matches, some really great main events in general. Because this is not technically a main event. This is actually the starting match of the pay-per-view. And the main event was actually Lex Luger as he was the champion with Harley Race and your favorite, Mr. Who's, against Ron Simmons with Dusty Rose in a two out of three falls match, which is an incredible match. And you guys got to check it out. I was more interested on this card, Z-Man versus the Halloween Phantom. Z-Man Tom Zink, baby. My favorite versus the Halloween Phantom. And in that match, that match was a singles match where Tom Z-Man lost 
in a minute and 27 seconds. <laughs> a sleeper match on the card real quick. Pillman versus Morton for the light heavyweight title. That was a great match. match. And Flying Brian wins the first ever WCW light heavyweight championship match. And we always discuss that. We discussed that on the Oh My God figure of the week a few episodes back about how it's forgotten that he was the first ever WCW light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yeah. That's a forgotten title, especially in WCW. Forgotten title, forgotten match, and it all happened 29 years ago on this Halloween Havoc pay-per-view from 1991. Some other quick details about the pay-per-view. Commentators are Jim Russ and Tony Schiavone. So if you guys are listening to them on AEW, Check them back 29 years ago. They're still just as good as they are today. I thought they were incredible. You had the interviewers as Eric Bischoff and Missy Hyatt. Your ring announcer was Gary Michael Capetta. But let's get into this. Come on. It's Halloween. Let's have some fun. Let's get this rolling. We're going to start the timestamp with the introductions. So if you're on the WWE Network, go to Halloween Havoc 91 and go to 3 minutes and 40 seconds. And we're going to get right into the match, Joe. We're doing it in a three, two, one. All right, here we go. Oh, yes. And look at that. Look at that, that cage. The cage is the cage is for me back then. Even when I would rent these VHSs, that cage is weird to me. Like you can't climb out of it. I guess that's the point. But the model of it was a little weird. Yeah, it has that angular design where it kind of keeps you in. And that's what the cage was always intended to do, right? I mean, you're supposed to stay in the cage. And I felt like these this day and age, people don't want to stay in the cage for some reason. So real quick, Joe. Look, look at that oh, set. They have a beautiful set here with graves, you know, gravestones, and then a eerie looking house. And these fireworks that are here's, coming out of the WCW sign that are crazy. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote those gravestones? Here's Mike. He lost his bike. <laughs> Who <laughs> wrote that? Oh God! Look at the look at the electrocution. You got caskets in there. Ca- caskets got, in the dude, cage. This, this is where when El Gigante could still move pretty yep, quick. El Gigante is coming right? to the ring, down the ring. He's not stiff as a he board. Looks stiff as a board. No, he's not stiff as a board. Oh yet. no, like no, yeah, he he's got some bend in his knees. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah. He's he's moving pretty good here. So yeah, El El Gigante's out first. Who's coming out second here? Oh, oh god. god. The oh man. Speak Speaking of that helmet. The Mastodon. Big Van Vader. Look at that helmet. Look, I, that's cuz that's creepy, bro. Mastodon yeah, helmet. Who's the, Who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> <laughs> Roommate. I love this. A oh, look, the, the smoke's stupid. coming out of the helmet, baby. That's what you were saying I before. Know, man. It's fucking creepy. All right, we got Razor Ramon. Razor out Ramon, next. the diamond stud is out. He's look good. He's like, he's like, say hello to, say hello to not that yet. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing the freaking, oh my God, the mannerisms and everything. He just threw the toothpick out. He's 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 getting ready, dude. So this cage is this cage looks like shit. Oh my god, here he oh is! My god. Cactus. Cactus with a fucking working chainsaw. 
He's got a real chainsaw on and his mother's sweatpants. And his mother's sweatpants from the 80s and cheetah print. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Ma, let me borrow this, please. Oh, my God. That's a classic introduction there with the working chainsaw. I'm kind of confused. Is there bad guys, good yeah, guys here? Yeah, so like, I, I got here? confused watching this match, too. They're alternating Uh-oh. the bad guys and the good guys coming out. At first, can, I didn't know I who just... the hell was who. <laughs> Dude, Rick Steiner's decked the color and that gear looks yeah. good, man. Like orange. He's got that orange and, and, um, and black gear, two-tone. That nice like beer belly pops. Yeah. All right, who's who's left here? Who's coming out? El Gigante's uh, slapping hands from the Sudan, baby. His friend called him Kevin. We called him Kurt. Okay. Abdullah the Butcher with the staff. He's coming out now. Dude, I was never a fan of his, man. I like his figures. I just, I was him. I was like, eh. No, I thought I thought Abdul did a good job. He freaking sold, and I'll tell you one thing: he's tough, man. He's a tough guy. All right, save the last, uh, the best for last. Here we got the Stinger coming out with the classic United States title. He's decked out in like that nice bright orange, oh, dude. How over was Sting, bro? Do you hear that Woo! crowd pop? Yeah, man. He was a great United States champion. I know. I, people don't remember that he held that U.S. title. All right, here we go, dude. They're fighting on the ramp. Here we go again. All right. We got Rick Steiner throwing some shots at Abdullah. Abdullah's selling the shots like you wouldn't believe. He's shaking so much, I can't even believe I know. It. He's selling. Oh, my God. Cactus. Sting throws Cactus into the cage on the outside on the entrance ramp. It's amazing. What the hell is going on in the ring? I have no idea. Vader and Gal, Gal Gigante is going crazy. There's cat. There's a, there's a wooden <laughs> casket in the corner. Nice Steiner and Rick. Rick Steiner almost used the goddamn chainsaw on Abdullah. The refs like put that shit. I down. know he was gonna start it. He's like, Ooh. he started barking at him. Oh my god! Sting is giving stiff shots to Abdullah, Abdullah on the head. Abula. 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 I'm getting excited, Joe. <laughs> oh my God! Sting just cracked Vader in the head with Abdul's cane. He hit him so hard the fucking Vader mask came I down. I know. I mean, he's taking he's, everybody out. Is he hitting Rick Steiner? Stinger. Oh my God! Somebody just came out of the casket. <laughs> that casket just fell it down. Fell down, and somebody with a mask came out of it. <laughs> That's definitely a jobber. Uh, who the hell knows? But Scott Steiner's taking him apart. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. All right. He's slamming him on the casket. Rick's coming out now. Oh, Vader's got the mask off again. I don't even know why. I don't he wears even it. know why he wears it either. The diamond stud looks pretty good. I, 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 he's he's throwing some stiff shots. Yeah, in there. man, hole looks great, bro. He's a little bulkier. I mean, they're all on roids right now, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> the steroids in that ring are. are oh, my God. Once, once you get close up on their back and stuff, they're what all is, filled with. What is El Gigante doing? I don't know, but El Gigante looks good, too. He's young. He's spry. He looks like he was humping fucking diamond studs just oh now. Oh, my God. They all have, like, pimples on their back and everything. They're just all roided up. <laughs> <laughs> 
the fucking acme on their oh, back. Jesus. <laughs> it's bad. And Sting Sting's do Sting's hitting a standing drop kick. Sting is going crazy in here. Go. He's clearing house. He just put Vader over the top rope. Why does Nick Patrick have headgear on a helmet? That's the refer cam. Oh my god. Things just got worse. Things got very bad right now. People are trying to climb that climb out of the cage. Does Sting have a goatee? Yo, Sting's got the ducktail, baby. Oh man, you you, you love, love that. Rat I love the I love the rat tail, the ducktail. Did you 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 had a I duck had tail. a ducktail, baby? I love Sting. I was big Sting Mark. Woo! <laughs> you had the fucking ducktail going. Oh to my god, the Steiner brothers are going for a. For a freaking, uh, they're going. Oh my god, a top rope DDT on Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack is gonna get crushed. Oh my god, Shatter almost. He barely moved, the stupid (laughs) idiot. The fucking clown, bro. The chair of torture just came down from the rafters into the center of the cage, listeners. They had to make sure it didn't really electrify somebody. Oh, my God. This is amazing. They have a big switch on the side of the cage. Oh, my God. So now you got to throw someone in the chair. Got to put them on there, lock them in there, and then somebody's got to flip the switch. All right. All right. El Gigante's uh, beating up the stud. We got Rick Steiner trying. Oh, Vader's putting Rick Steiner in the chair. Uh Oh, he just kicked Vader in his fupa. So it's called the refer eye cam. Oh, gotcha. The refer eye cam. And Nick Patrick is wearing the refer eye cam on his head. Oh, shit. Look, uh, Stink's picking up the ca- uh, the casket door. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell just happened? Cactus just took that that uh, casket right to his head. He took a casket lid, wood casket lid, right to the head after Sting lunged it up in the air. Who are these bums coming out in the all white? I don't know, Joe. These are these are guys. It's that time of the year, baby. It's Halloween. There are guys in white suits on the entrance ramp in white face paint with a stretcher. So they're waiting for whoever gets electrocuted. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, my God. That's it. Oh, man. Cactus Jack just got freaking his head smashed into the cage. I think he's busted open, Joe. Dude, this cage is legit, though, man. You hear that cage? This is like, oh, this my is a God. Steel cage. Oh, my God. Cactus is blusted open. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh. God. He just got hit right oh in the head. Oh, my God. He's bleeding everywhere. Was that a fucking a pool cube? Dude, Scott Steiner just broke a pool cube over Cactus Jack's head. <laughs> Shit, Unprotected pool cube. Not cube. <laughs> I'm fucking forgetting how to I'm talk here. I'm getting, I'm getting up. I'm done, baby. El Gigante's knees have just popped. <laughs> oh, my God. Ca- Cactus will do Cactus. anything, man. That's why he, he, can barely, he, he can't move nowadays. <laughs> this is early on, too, in the career. No teeth. Got the U.S. champ climbing the cage here. Dude, Sting's, Sting's fucking big, man. Oh, my God. 
Sting is a beast. He is climbing to the Who's top this? of this cage. Who's this clown on the outside with the mask? He came on? out of the grave. He came out of the casket. He keeps getting hit full yeah, force. He's, he's chained to the cage now. They chained him to the cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Dustin it's Rhodes. Probably Dustin Rhodes. Dusty was like, "Go out there, get out, get out there, he's son. Like, get out there." He's like, "Earn, earn, earn your keep yeah. here, you, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I've. I haven't seen I haven't seen Abdullah do one thing in this match. No, Abdullah's been taking hits. He's just making weird faces. He's trying to match. climb the cage right now. Oh my god, Abdullah's busted open. He's being choked. He doesn't want to. He's like, don't put that chain under my titties. <laughs> oh, dude, this honestly, if you wouldn't, this camera is so terrible. The referee, the referee camera is bad now. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Here's a classic. Here you go. Diamond stud against Sting in the corner. That's a that's a beautiful pairing right there. Yeah, yeah, that is. Scott Steiner's going back in the ring here. Oh, God, he's hitting the diamond stud with a, a full handful of chains. Handful of chains. Oh. Vader's, Vader doesn't know where he is. All right, he's choking diamond stud now with the chain. El Gigante is just too damn big in there. I love. Oh, we got the there's switch. a switch. I love the use of the chains, though, but they should have done a better job. They could have whipped a bunch of people with that. You know, they, I, I felt that they could. They did a little bit of a. Oh, there. Abdullah was, is busted open. Abdullah, that, that's like that's why they put him in this match to cut his head. Yep, open. That's exactly why they put it. They needed the blood. He'll do anything, too. He'll stick a fork in his head. Dude, he's just like Jack. I know. Two perfect people to put in oh. this. Don't ask me why uh, El Gigante's in there. I'm still confused. I don't know what he's even doing there. He doesn't know what he's doing there. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what's going on. He, now he's going to the outside of the ring. Dude, this honestly, the outside, the ramp is cut off like the wood. It looks like so ghetto, though, to be honest. Yeah, they had to cut the entrance ramp listeners off because they had to put the cage in. So they have a they have a piece of entrance ramp off to the side. So when they lift the cage, they can put the piece of entrance ramp back in its place so you can walk back. All right, wait, what's going on here? What's going on with Abdullah? Oh man, Sting and Abdullah. Oh god, in that. the corner there, at the outside of the cage. A, Abdullah's got that pick. Got the pick. He's busted open. Oh, god, shit. he just jammed the pick into Stinger's throat three times. Oh my god, he's jamming oh. the pick into his throat. Abdullah, I'm been I'm telling you, he's ruthless. Oh my god. These white guys on the outside. What the hell is going on there? I don't know, man. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Rick Steiner's now got the pool cue. The ghouls. That's what they're called. Oh, the ghouls. Okay. I'm telling you, the ghouls are going to take away whoever gets electrocuted. Dude, can I just say this match is pure garbage? (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. This is what a way to start the pay-per-view. I know. At least the crowd's getting their oh, money. Oh, this is a chamber of horrors right now. Everybody's bleeding. Everybody's bleeding. 
Everybody's tired. Cactus Jack is now scale in the cage near the switch. The switch went down, actually. Oh, my it's God. It's down the switch, and there's nobody in the chair. <laughs> Does the cactus mess up here? <laughs> oh, my God. The diamond stud just got nailed in the balls by Rick Steiner. Oh, yeah. Now the, now the switch is the switch keeps falling down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This match gets worse and worse and worse as it goes on. <laughs> the switch keeps going down. It's actually down now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see it anymore. The ref's coming from the So outside. the switch is useless, listeners. It's a prop. All right, Rick Steiner's hitting Abdullah with the with the cue. There's, there's so much going on, I don't even know where to look. Oh, now Scott Steiner's hitting Abdullah with the, the cue. I'm sorry, Rick Steiner. Diamond Studs back in the ring. Everybody's got a pool cue in hand now. They got sticks. They're stabbing each other. This eye cam is so bad. Oh, my God. The referee eye cam is terrible. All right, now, now they're just hitting each other with anything. Yeah, they, everybody's got a foreign object in their hand. This is just pure chaos, man. Oh, I love it. Rick Steiner. It is pure chaos. Rick Steiner is just sitting in that chair for five minutes. Rick Steiner has been in that chair like five times already. Yeah, El Gigante is so winded. Oh, my God. El Gigante doesn't even have a proper. He doesn't even have a weapon. He just tried to kick Abdul. He couldn't, he couldn't even kick him. He's so blown up. Uh-oh. Cactus is by the switch. He's doing bang, bang. Oh, Rick Steiner and Abdul are by the chair. Oh, my God. Rick Steiner's oh, in the chair. Shit. Oh, wait. Bang, bang. Oh, he, built, oh he, he put Abdullah in it. Wait, I may be a little bit behind you. Oh, boom. oh shit. He's putting, he's putting Abdullah yeah, he in it. He put Abdullah in it with the belly to belly. He's putting the, he, he's putting the helmet he on him. The helmet on Abdullah. And Cactus Jack's going to fry Abdullah. Oh, my God. He just he, he flipped the switch. Oh, my God. Bing, bing! Oh, my God, Abdul's getting electrocuted! Look at him! He's getting, he's getting cooked in there! Those big titties are getting cooked! Oh, the fireworks are going off. Oh, my God, look at him! He's being electrocuted! He's, look at the smoke! Oh, my God, the, the, the ring's on fire. The ring's fire. on fire! <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Abdullah, is he alive? That was the worst shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Who thought of this shit? (laughs) Dusty, baby, baby. Dusty. There's so many. There's so many like articles about how this was the worst match of all time. (laughs) Oh my Joe, god. This is a classic. It's definitely it's like most Halloween havocs were forgettable, <laughs> but the, I think this version, the nineteen ninety one version, will be remembered for how bad it was. <laughs> like for having this hor- horrible one of a kind shit match. <laughs> but I, I I guess that's something. The Chamber of Horrors match is a classic match in Halloween Havoc wrestling history. 
This is a must-watch match. Now, after this match, Cactus is, is trying to revive Abdullah here. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm about to hit the X on this match. Well, this isn't over. Yeah, it looks like it looks like he's he's waking Abdullah. He's waking Abdullah. Up. He's trying to wake him up. He's he's trying to wake him up. He's like, hey, Rasi! Rasi! hey, wake up. He's like, wake up. Oh, Abdullah's hitting him now. Yeah, he's hit him. And he's kicking the people that are carrying the other piece of the ramp. Now he's hitting all the ghouls. Oh my god, he's hitting the ramp, people! He just kicked somebody in the face! He's beating up the ghouls! He's beating up all the ghouls, and he just tripped and he fell. He just tripped and, and just fell. fell! He's fucking headbutting <laughs> everybody! <laughs> and now Cactus is beating up the ghouls! This doesn't make any sense. Now they're Now they're beating up each other. The smell of BO right now is probably unbelievable. <laughs> Between these Look two. at them. They're all bloody and psychotic. Well, you know what this reminded oh my me God. of? I'm hitting the All right, we, we, we're we done with this this week's main event. But Jesus. this reminded me of, oh, my God. You know what I want? I want to go back to 1991. I want to get myself a WCW, Galoob WCW 1991 wrestling ring with the cage. I want to get myself the El Gigante. I want to get myself the Stinger, the Steiner Brothers. I want to put them all in that Galoob, all those Galoob figures in that Galoob WCW 1991 wrestling ring in the steel cage. And I want to reenact the Chamber of Horrors. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to do that. But, uh... <laughs> This is just a fun Halloween event. I mean, you could see it in Tony Schiavone's eyes after this after this event. He's like, "What the hell just happened?" Wow. He's like, "We he's like, we just had to call that garbage." It was mayhem, listeners. I hope you all could follow us. What was going on? I got really excited, Joe. Brought me back to being a little kid again. Yeah, that was fun. I I remember renting that from the video. Yeah. Store. Yeah, I rented it from the video store, too. I actually think that I saw it live on pay-per-view. I think, actually, my mom got me this in 91 for Halloween. I, I believe I remember watching it live. I remember seeing Abdullah get electrocuted in that chair. Oh, I loved it. I loved the blood. You know, them being busted open like that. I mean, you know, look, it was a gimmick match. It was fun. Again, our favorite things about these Halloween Havoc pay-per-views were the entrance ramps, the settings, right? And the fun gimmicky things that they had during it, you know, during the... Yeah, for know, sure. While we were kids, so... It definitely holds a place in wrestling uh, history, you know? Yes, wrestling history, definitely yeah. a place there. And look, we just wanted to have a little fun on Halloween. And I hope you guys did too out there. I hope you all can sit down and watch, you know, take 12 minutes, take 13 minutes out of your time, follow us through... I hope you guys all have a little fun on this Halloween and watch, you know, turn on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, you know, rewatch this match, this Halloween Havoc 1991 Chamber of Horrors match. And Joe, happy Halloween to you, my friend. Happy Halloween, man. I actually, every year I like watching Halloween, the original Halloween on Halloween. So I'm going to try to do that. And yeah, man, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween to all your listeners. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to watch some scary movies. Maybe watch a little uh, more Halloween Havoc. 
And, you know, that's where I'm going. And that's it. That is the one, two, three on this week's main event. And Joe, as everybody knows, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.